If it sounds too good to be true, what? It probably is. If they're promising you the moon and it's only 1995 a.m., then it probably is too good to be true. Welcome to The Clinical Entrepreneur, a business podcast that's dedicated to healthcare practitioners just like you who are hustling every day to build a business and a life you're proud of. Join me, Rhonda Nelson, as I share my own experiences and extract actionable advice from industry experts about what it takes to build and scale a profitable wellness practice. This is Rhonda Nelson, your clinical and business mentor. I am here with another topic for you this week that recently actually just happened to me. And so I thought, hmm, I think this is a really great topic. So somebody on my team actually kind of reminded me of this thing that just happened a few weeks ago. And I sometimes forget to tell you all about like the things that go on in my own business that you might struggle with as well. And so here we go, super vulnerable. I want to talk to you about how not to get taken advantage of by unscrupulous people in the market and they're out there. And it's unfortunate because, you know, as much as you really try, you know, to screen people and look for things and make sure that you're not dipping your toe into the water if it's not good or somebody that's going to take advantage of you, sometimes the emotions are just there and you're just so excited about what they're telling you. You just say yes, yes, yes to everything. And then, you know, they're asking for like big money up front and all these promises, and then they literally don't deliver. So here's what I want to talk to you about. These companies, and there are a lot of them, okay? I'm trying to be really careful, right? Really careful. These companies, they often, the bigger the company, the slicker or more polished the sales presentation is. And I don't want you to think that marketing is not essential because listen, at the end of the day, we all buy things based on our emotions. It's true. You could be the most logical person in the world and I can prove to you that you buy emotionally and you justify logically. It's just how our brain works. And you can think, oh, well, I get all the facts and I have all the facts. No, you don't. You always buy it. It's just the way we wire. You use logic to justify your emotion is what happens. But anyway, so we all do it. We all see something, some bright, shiny object, and we think, oh, I definitely want to do that. So just recently, I'm going to give you what happened to me. And this has happened more than once from a different company. So just recently... I needed some help with a few things in my business that had to do with some actually marketing things. And I was trying to create some funnels. I was trying to create some different strategies to attract new people. And I needed some help with some creativity. I just needed some help being creative. You know, sometimes you can have really good ideas for someone else's business, which as a coach, I do that all the time. I'll get a practitioner on the phone and I'm like, oh, do da 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 And you should name it da 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 And it just rolls right off my tongue when it comes to my stuff. I kind of suck. So I hired this person to help me. And in the conversation, she offered a free one hour call. And so one of my staff and I were on this call and I was very clear on the call. I said, look, this is what I need. And she knew this going in. I said, this is what I need help with. I was very specific. This is where I'm stuck. I can't get unstuck and I just need your help. She said, oh, I am super good with that. Over and over again, she told me, I am really, really good with that. I said, great. So she proceeds to say, okay, well, we're going to meet again, and it's going to be a two to three hour meeting. We're going to go through all the things. Here's all the information you need to send me ahead of time, which we did. 
And so my team member and I were so excited. We are just so excited because finally we're going to get out of our own stuckness about this thing and get some help. And this girl is like a pro at it. She's golden. So we are so excited. So the day shows up and the two of us are on the call and she jumps on and she starts asking us questions. And most of the questions that she was asking was in the information that we'd already sent. Okay. So that was like, I should have been paying attention, but I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe she just needs clarification because I do that too. Like when I'm talking to a doctor about a case or their business or something, I sometimes will do that. I'm just trying to make sure there's nothing I'm missing. So it's fine. I couldn't really fault her for that. So we end up being about a little over two hours on this call. And she says, I got you. It's going to take me about, I think she said three weeks to kind of think about this and put it all together. And then I'll get back with you. And, you know, we're thinking three weeks, like we need it like right now. Can you not make your brain work faster than that? And then this is where it started to go downhill. At the end of the call, she says, oh, and by the way, I only take a vacation a couple times a year, but I'm actually leaving next week. So instead of it being three weeks, it's going to be five weeks or something along that line, right? It was like it extended it out another couple weeks. I was like, you could have told me that in the beginning, like, you could have told me that I've already paid the money and it was not cheap, by the way, it was not cheap, like thousands of dollars. And so I thought, okay, well, we're in it now. We're going to go with it. She says she's really good at this and it's fine. So it ended up being, she goes on her vacation. She comes back. It ends up being delayed by another week because she's still working on it. So we get this proposal, this document back. And based on our conversation, I'm thinking, I'm going to get back this list of like, okay, here's how you set it up. Here are some names. Here is this. This is how I would design the funnel. All the questions that I was very specific about needing help with. And she assured me over and over and over, yes, I can do it. You know what I got back? I got back a multiple page proposal that basically broke down everything I told her. She took the information that we provided her and she broke it down into four phases. Phase one, da-da-da-da-da, phase two, which we had already told her. We didn't use the language phases, but we said, here's where we're at. This is where we need help at this point and this point in our kind of funnel. And she broke it down, basically what we said, there were some typos in the document, which always bugs me. I mean, we miss them once in a while, but I really like for there to be no typos. And then she had some things that were out of order, like maybe it was a little bit sloppy. And at the end, I'm thinking, okay, I'm reading through this document thinking, okay, great. Where's the good stuff? Like I'm ready for the good stuff that you promised. At the end of the document came a proposal. And the proposal was for $50,000 for her to do all the work that I could hire her to do everything that she just lined out. There was not one solution, not one answer, not one thing, not one thing that she promised did she deliver. Not one. She just gave us a really pretty, pretty, pretty PDF that broke our question down, so to speak, and more into four phases, which we already knew. And then she said, oh, well, I can do all of this, but phase one is going to take this much time and it's going to cost you, you know, $20,000. Phase two is going to cost you $15,000 and it's going to take, basically the proposal was for a whole year. It was going to take her a year to do all of this and it was going to cost me $50,000. I was just, what is happening right now? This is not even right. 
then I thought, well, did I misunderstand? And I'm thinking, no, I was so clear about what I said. So I emailed her back and I said, dear so-and-so, thank you so much for this beautiful PDF. I really appreciate it. I'm a little bit confused because based on our prior conversations, these were the things I was asking for, but I don't see them in this document, but yet these were the things that you assured me you would be providing. And I said, I'm a little disappointed with what we got back. So I'm hoping that there is more information that will be coming. And she emailed back and she said, oh, well, I'm so sorry that you're disappointed. And that's pretty much all I got for you. She didn't, wasn't trying to make it right. She didn't say, hey, I'm sorry. Listen, let's fix this for you. Or let me do that for you. Or let's see if we can make this work. Like I get, she put some work into it. And I can appreciate that. But at the very basic, you got to do what you promised you were going to do. And let me tell you, that is not the only time it's happened to me. I am in this thing over probably three or $400,000 worth of those kinds of mistakes. I'll call it a mistake, but you know, sometimes you just don't know. You're basing your decision based on what someone else is telling you. So maybe that wasn't her intention, but nonetheless, that's what happened. So there are quite a few of these, we'll call them unscrupulous players in the market. So there are four kind of basic categories that I want you to watch out for. And I'm going to go over these with you. So here they are. A big one is marketing agencies. Now, I recently just had Jeff Van Campen on my podcast. And the reason that I had him on is because he is the real deal. So he works with chiropractors. If you're a chiropractor and you want help with Facebook ads to bring traffic into your office, he's your guy. But I screened him. So he would be an exception. But these marketing agencies, they are slick. Let me tell you, they can sell ice to an Eskimo and glasses to a blind man. They are good. They are hard to resist because those sales agents get on the phone or they're at like a conference that you're at and they have a booth and you're talking to them and they're starting to pressure you and pressure you and they're sending you emails and they're calling you and they're doing all the things. They're slick and they're trained to get the sale and you can't fault them for that. Like that's their job. But many, many, many of them will take your money They deliver what's called the minimum viable product. They're going to deliver as minimally as possible. And then they go, well, sorry, you know, you didn't get results on your marketing. We don't know what to tell you. Must be because you couldn't close the deal. Or must be because you didn't follow up with the patient when they, you know, filled out a form on your website. Or must be because you're just not selling them well. It's always somebody else's fault. I got taken by this kind of company about probably six or seven years ago against the advice of my existing marketing company. I had a good one, but I'm going to say it. God, forgive me. I'm sorry, but slimy. The slimy marketers got me hooked and I was like all emotional in the whole thing. And so I terminated my service with the guy who's been taking such good care of me, has super good integrity, never would rip off a flea. And I said, oh no, these guys are going to do it better. And he said, okay. He said, I'll be here. I'll be here when you're done. And it took me about, I don't know, four or five months, $17,000 later, I canceled with them, lost my money, didn't matter. And I went back with my first guy. So they're out there. I got taken. We all get taken. So the marketing people, I think they're probably the worst of all of them. So here's a tip for you. And I'll talk a little bit more about this in a minute, but this is what I want you to hear. If you decide to go with someone that's going to run ads for you, make sure that the ad spend is separate. And here's what I mean. These marketing companies that promise you all these big leads, they'll often say it's X amount of dollars a month. 
So let's say it's $5,000 a month, okay? They won't tell you how much of that they're actually spending on the ads, like on Facebook or Instagram or Google, whatever their ads, Pinterest, whatever. They won't tell you how much they're spending. And that's a big red flag, big one. You need to know exactly how much they're spending and then how much their agency fee is. So on $5,000 a month, their agency fee may be $1,000 a month just to manage and run the ads, but they're spending $4,000 of your money on the ads. You just need full disclosure with all of that. And the second thing is they have to deliver you quality leads. You can't be getting a lead from an old lady that's in assisted living that has dementia and doesn't even know she's alive, like because somebody hacked her Facebook account. Like you have to be able to know that you're getting qualified leads that are ready to spend the money. And you want to make sure that those marketing companies are focused on your niche. They're for you. In other words, Jeff Van Campen, he's focused on chiropractors. He knows his lane. He stays in his lane. He doesn't run ads for acupuncture. Sorry, acupuncturist. He doesn't run lane ads for dentists or nurses or health coaches. He just knows his lane. He knows his stuff. They do chiropractic. That's all they do. That's what you're looking for. So do your homework. Ask for referrals. Find somebody that focuses on your specialty or discipline. Okay, number two. Number two, spammer, scammer kind of people where you could get taken advantage of are social media. People who do social media. I find that so many of them They love social media and they love Canva and they love the graphics and they're like, oh, I'll do it for you. But do they have a marketing brain? The reason that you hire a social media person is because, frankly, you just don't want to do it, which I get. I don't like to do it either. None of us really do. So we hire someone and we want to, you know, have a social presence, which I think is great. I think it's important. But when the other person just loves social media and they just like promoting and making pretty graphics, is that really what's driving your business? Are they really focused on attracting the right type of people that are willing to pay you money for what you do? Or again, are they out getting followers from the, you know, vet or the flower shop or the lady in the nursing home with dementia? Like maybe they're buying. I don't know. So the vanity metrics are when they say, oh, well, we grew your Instagram account by, you know, 100 followers last month. Well, how many of those 100 followers are A, on my list? How many of them opted in? I don't care. I don't give a rat's rear end if they followed me. I want to know that they're willing to pay me. That's why I'm here. I got to make money on this deal, man. I'm not working for nothing. So are the leads and the follows that they're giving you, are they going to translate into money? Otherwise, it's just a vanity metric. So how do you find out? Those are the questions you want to ask that social media person, okay? Well, tell me, how do you convert those leads into dollars? If they say, well, I don't know, then they're not your right person. So some of them will even guarantee, we'll give you a thousand new followers a month. And it sounds good. Let me tell you, they'll give you a thousand followers, but maybe two are qualified, like if that. So don't do that. The other thing with social media is your audience, they just want to connect with you. And how is someone that's doing your content because you don't want to do it, how are they going to replicate you? You still have to provide them with your headshot photos and your lifestyle photos and a video that's talking about constipation or talking about some other health and wellness related topic. Your audience wants to hear from you. They don't want to see some stock photo on a Canva thing. They don't want to see it. They want to know about the supplements. What are the herbs I can take? What links? What trainings are you doing? What kind of in-office things are you doing? What kind of virtual things are you doing? They want to know so that they can decide whether they want to interact with you or not. 
Don't let someone just post canned copy on your social media pages because people will go right past it. You know what I'm talking about. Like you look at it and you're like, "Mm, no, that didn't take any thought at all. Exactly. So if you want to, if you think that this might be a good person to do that, ask about their clinical background. Ask what they know about health and wellness. Ask them to give you a list of the people that they've worked on their accounts in the health and wellness space. And then go look at their profile. Go follow those people on social. Go to their website. Look at their website. Do they look like they are doing well? Does it look like they have a lot of interaction on their Facebook page? If they don't, then don't do it. That's not a good fit. All right, number three, website designers. These guys are slimy too. They will nickel and dime you all the way. And one of the tricks that they do, the slimy ones, they will create what is like a custom built website or they'll tell you that it's custom built and then they require that you go through them to make all the changes. Now, a good website is gonna be one that you can make some basic changes on your site. You have access to the back end of the site. You can go in and maybe switch out a picture or add a blog or you can go in and change some copy around a little bit or create a landing page. You should be able to have access to do all of that on your website. That tells you you've got a good website person. But if they say, oh no, you can't touch it. You can't do anything. You have to call me. I'll make all the changes. A, they probably ripped you off when they built the site because they spent way too much time building it. And then B, they're going to charge you every time they make a change. So if it's a change that requires some time, I get that. Like, I get that. It's going to be $100 or $200 if they have to spend, you know, several hours making this big change. I get that. It shouldn't be for free. But if it's just a quick footer change or hours or you moved and you want to change a location on the map or something like that, then they should be able to do that without any charge. Now, you want to make sure that you ask for these website people, just make sure that you're asking for references. And I would say when you get a quote from them, you ask them, when will it be completed with the final changes and what happens if it's not? What if you miss the deadline? Then what are you giving me back? In other words, put some heat on them. Make them, you know, stand up and follow through with what they committed. So for every day you're late, then $50 or $100 comes off the amount that I owe you. Oh, that'll switch them up. And if they say, oh, no, we can't do that, then you go, and bye-bye, I'm out. So you got to hold their feet to the fire because these website designers and or they don't know what they're doing and they'll go, oh, yeah, I can put a shopping cart on your side that make you all these promises. And then you're $10,000 in and you have a crappy looking website that doesn't work and you don't have access to the back end. I have seen it so many times. So be careful with website designers. Lastly, business coaches. Now, this one, I almost didn't add it because I am one. And I don't want to talk crap about my people, but some of my people, I'm not proud of the people. I cannot tell you how many times I have been on a free strategy call with a practitioner and I've been talking about, they're like, I need help with my business. I need help with marketing. I need help knowing what to do. I need how to hire. I need all the things. I'm like, I got you. I can help you. But then they'll say, well, I'm nervous. I don't know if I trust you because I went and worked with this other coach And I paid them $8,000 or $10,000. I had one doctor just tell me a couple weeks ago that uh, she paid $12,000 to a coaching program. And she said within the first month, it was obvious that it was a scam and there was no refunds. That is like a bitter, bitter pill to swallow. 
And so understandable, we've all been burned. I've been burned. I told you my burn story. We've all been burned. But you know, you just learn something about how to ask different questions. So with business coaches, some of them, you have to ask like exactly what is it that you're going to do? Like, are you offering a high ticket only coaching program? Like I have to do high ticket? High ticket's kind of not my jam. I get it. And I can help you figure out how to do that in your own practice. But there are some coaching programs that that's all they focus on. High ticket, high selling. High ticket, high selling, high volume, lots of ads, lots of, and it takes some staff. It takes a lot of resources to do that. And that's fine. And it works great for a lot of practitioners. But for some practitioners are like, I don't want that. I don't want all that. So ask, what is it that you do? Some of them offer like mindset and business and like internal systems, but they're not really helping you get new traffic if that's what you need, like get new marketing. How do you work out your funnel? How do you create an email series? How do you create a blog? What kinds of a membership can you create? Like those are the things some of the coaches don't do that either. They just stay in one lane, which is fine. My lane, I'm in team your lane. That's what I'm in. Where is your struggle in your practice? Let's fix that. This is just for me. I don't need to make you into a high ticket person. Hey, if that's your flavor, I'll help you do that. But if it's not your flavor, let's figure out what your flavor is and then I'll help you do that. And I've seen it all. So I'm on your team. I'm saying, what do you need? That's why I'm going to help you. So be careful with these business coaches because a lot of them will be really, really salesy. And here's another thing. If the bigger the company, the more tighter and effective their sales pitch is. So you just be careful. So here are my tips how to protect yourself. I have six things. Number one, ask someone to be on a sales call with you. Ask your friend, maybe a spouse, if they have good discernment. Someone who has that third eye discernment. It can't be you because you're too emotionally involved. You have a problem. They're offering a solution that you perceive to be the answer to your problem. You need somebody who's not related and not invested in the outcome at all. And you let that third party be the eyeballs that comes in and says, what? Are you even thinking about going? That guy was so slimy. No. And then trust your friend. Trust that person. That's number one. Number two, you've heard this said before. If it sounds too good to be true, what? It probably is. If they're promising you the moon and it's only 1995 and then it probably is too good to be true. Number three, for business coaches, look at their testimonials and then go stalk those businesses online. Go find out how do they look? Are they professional? Sign up for their list. Don't wait. Don't say yes. Sleep on it. Like sleep on it. You don't have to say yes right now. The pushier the person is, probably the more you should know you should say no. That's a good rule of thumb. So for business coaches, if you can, you want to make sure that you're like, you can think about it. You don't feel any pressure, number one, but go ask them, who are some of the other people that you've worked with? And then go stalk them on Facebook, on Instagram, see what their social media looks like, see what their website looks like, opt in for their newsletter or their free resource, whatever it is, just see, like, what does it look like? Well, that doesn't necessarily reflect 100% of the coaches doing. However, it can be a good indicator. So that's how you could kind of suss out somebody who might be a little bit on the slimy side. For social media, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to go find their people. Ask them, what other social media accounts have you worked on? Can you give me a list? And then go look at them and look at their profile. Look at the kinds of interactions that they're having. 
Are they having conversation? In other words, is the content resonating with their audience? Is it resonating? There are two types of content for social media. There's one type where you're just putting content out there that if it resonates fine, if it doesn't resonate fine, you're just keeping activity on your Facebook page or your Instagram page because when you have activity and you link that page, this is a little side marketing strategy for y'all, and then you have that page linked on your website, you know how you have the little icons and it says Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, whatever. You never want to have those on your website unless you're active on the platform because that's a SEO signal. That's search engine good juice. So sometimes you can just do content and all it's doing is just bumping up your SEO. People aren't interacting with it and it's fine. You're just doing it for SEO purposes. The second type of content is usually content that's by the practitioner. It's videos. It's interactive. It's like, hey, what do you think about this? I found this supplement at the store. I want to show you what the ingredients are. You're not even going to believe this. And you're live, you're on there, you're interacting, and then you're driving your patients there. You're saying, hey, go there because every Friday morning, I'm going to go live. I'm going to take one supplement in the grocery store, in the health food store. I'm going to show you whether it's a good one or not good one. People love that stuff. A social media content, someone that you pay, they can't replicate you. So go look and see how well they've replicated the owner or the face of the company in these other you know, profiles and whatnot that they've worked on. So just go do some stocking to see. And if you look at the profile and you're like, I want mine to look like that, okay, well then have an additional conversation with them. When it comes to marketing agencies, again, ask for names of people that they've worked with. But here's the key question. You A, want to go stalk them. You want to go get on their list because maybe we don't say yes. We always say no. I want to think about it. And if they pressure you, it's a really hard no. But you ask them, can you give me names of people that you worked with? And then if they say no, well, then I'm done. If they say, sure, we have a list. Well, they've curated their list. You know that they have. But the way you're going to know is you're going to go stalk them, follow them, look at their websites, look at their social media, see if you can find an ad that's running. Are they really running ads right now? Or maybe this company is not working with that agency anymore because they had a falling out or they just, I don't know, got too busy or whatever. When you call them, you ask them, hey, listen, you worked for XYZ Marketing Company or worked with them. I have a question to ask you. Are you currently working with them? Yes or no? If the answer is no, then the follow-up question is, would you work with them again? Did they provide enough result for you that made it financially sustainable and viable? Would you work with them again? There's the question right there. It's kind of like the employee question when you ask a reference, is this employee eligible for rehire? And if the employer says no, you're like, thank you very much. And I have all the information I need. Lastly, if it has to do with websites, just ask for examples. Does the website look up to date? You know, are there blogs? And if there's blogs, how recent are they? Is there anything else on the website that you feel like it's relevant? Like if you were the ideal person, is it relevant? Does the website talk about who they serve and what the purpose, I guess, of the practice is? You know, are they specializing in women's hormones or is it fatigue or is it, you know, athletes or are we dealing with kids and moms and children? Is that clear? Is that messaging clear? Because that's what a website's job person is. The other thing you can do with websites is see how they rank on Google. If they're way the heck far down the page, that may not be entirely the responsibility or the fault of the website person, because you don't know what changes they've made or not made on the website. But see how they rank on Google. Just see. Check their Google My Business page, right? Google Business Profile, it's called now. 
But go check that out. See if they're active on there. And that might be just because the website person may have built a really great site, but the business owner isn't maintaining it well. So I know that was probably a really lot. You may want to listen to this podcast again, but here's what I want to say to you. I know this can be super overwhelming and I don't want you to lose money. Like I have tens and tens of thousands of dollars and maybe I'm gullible, but I probably am the emotional buyer. I'm a fully admit that I am a what's known as a quick start. So if something comes to me, I'm like, oh, that's it. Let's do that. You want to go on a short notice trip? Sure. Let's go. I'm good. And so if I see something, I can't tell you how many things I've bought and never started nor finished. Uh, Like online course or training or whatever. We all do it. So don't judge yourself for that. We all do it. Just accept it. It's just what we do. We buy emotionally and we justify with our logic. So here's what I'm going to say to you. And I probably am going to get in trouble for saying this from my team, but here's what I'm going to say. Listen, if you have a company that you're considering, So whether it's a social media company or a website or a marketing, whatever it is, a business coach, whatever it is, I don't care. I'm a business coach, but I am offering you, if you know, and you're like, I don't know if I should pull the trigger with these people or not, I give you my word. I will give you my honest opinion. I have seen a lot and I would be happy to do that. You can schedule a free call with me. I've never offered it like this for this before. But if you go to rondanelson.com forward slash strategy, just go there, schedule a 15 minute call, send me the link to the company, you know, the marketing company, the website developer, like give me some breakdown when you schedule that call. I will not charge you. There's no charge for the call, but I want to see if I can keep you from getting scammed, getting taken advantage of, because I might be able to see something or ask a question and say, hey, did you ask them this? And that might save your bacon, my friend, and save you from the thousands of dollars that you pay someone to help you with a specific problem. And then you get back a beautiful PDF that's basically a pretty quote for 50,000. Like, you don't want that. That That's not what I was expecting. And you don't want that. So if I can help you, please schedule that call with me, rondanelson.com forward slash strategy. It's all you have to do. And it's super easy. Just schedule the call and I'm really happy to help. So thanks for joining me on the podcast. This one was a little long today. I hope it was helpful for you. Listen, and if you love what you hear and this podcast is impacting you in both your clinic and your business, please, it would mean so much to me if you would just take five minutes and just rate and review. We love seeing your written reviews. It helps us know that we're doing a good job because every time I record these, I am talking into a mic all by myself in my kitchen and looking at the little green dot on my computer, I'm all by myself. But I know when you listen to this that you're out there. So let me know that you're out there. Rate and review. And be sure that you subscribe because then you'll get notification from your favorite streaming platform that I'm back and ready with another cool topic. All right, my friend. I'll see you next week on the Clinical Entrepreneur Podcast. Well, hey, friend. I hope that was not too, too overwhelming for you, but provided you some nice little blinking red lights, warning, warning, danger, danger, Will Robinson. If you're old like me, you'll know what that means. I got all my oldies in the house. So if you have that flashing red light and you're like, I don't know, just schedule that appointment with me. But I have one more thing I want to tell you. Coming up in October, I'm going to be teaching 
functional blood chemistry, understanding functional blood chemistry. So if you are new and you are thinking, I really want to understand that topic, I'm telling you this seminar is going to change your world. It is by far my most popular seminar and practitioners take it multiple times because there's so much information, but I make it fun. It's simple. It's easy. It comes with a beautiful binder that gives you all the notes that's designed to be taken. And the binder is basically the notes. So it comes with beautiful notes. It'll be a desktop. It's something practitioners make notes in and they just keep using that same binder, right? They just use it and use it. It's so good register today. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash FBC. Get on the wait list because when you're on the wait list, we want to prime the pump and get you so excited for the seminar. We are sending out a free resource every single week. And those resources are absolutely free to you. No charge, no problem. But we're sending out that free resource. That free resource is going to have something to do with blood chemistry. And there are some that nobody has ever seen before. So you need to go check those things out right now. Go to rondanelson.com forward slash FBC. If nothing else, just go get the free resources for Pete's sakes. So rondanelson.com forward slash FBC. And then you are really going to want to take the seminar. It's so good. All one day seminar registration opens the early part of October. The replays will be available for a short time afterwards. So even if you can't attend live, you can still watch the replays. But anyway, more info on that coming up. Go get on the wait list. Take care. Talk to you soon. Bye.